This podcast is sponsored by the Davenant Institute and Davenant Hall, reimagining theological education. Visit davenanthall.com. The Davenant Institute seeks to retrieve the riches of classical Protestantism to renew and build up the contemporary church. Key to this mission is their educational arm, Davenant Hall. In an age where much theological education both overlooks the riches of church history and keeps students in debt, Davenant Hall is reimagining theological education. Davenant Hall takes full advantage of digital technology to make high-quality theological education affordable via online courses. Students can simply audit a single class or enroll in a degree program, including subject-specific certificates, PhD supervision, and the flagship MLIT program, which includes pastoral tracks for Baptist, Anglican, and Reformed or Presbyterian ministry. Enroll in classes at any time during the academic year. Knowing that in-person fellowship is key to Christian formation, Davenant hosts regular residentials at their study center in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of South Carolina. Registration for spring term 2024 classes running April to June is now open. Register by March 27th. Fees start at just $225 for a 10-week class with a two-hour Zoom class from expert professors each week. Spring term classes include Male and Female in Modernity with Alistair Roberts, The Reformation and the Modern World with Michael Lynch, Philosophy as a Way of Life with Joseph Minnick and more. Visit DavenantHall.com to find out more. That's DavenantHall.com. Welcome to Mortification of Spin, a casual conversation about things that count, with Carl Truman, Todd Pruitt, and Amy Bird. Mortification of Spin is a weekly podcast from the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Great books keep coming in droves, and today the gang takes a look at some of their favorite Christian books for kids. Listen in to get some excellent suggestions for the children in your life. Then keep listening at the end of the podcast, where we'll tell you how to enter for a chance to win a free audio set. Well, thanks for tuning in to Mortification of Spin Bully Pulpit. We thought it'd be kind of fun to spend a few moments with you today talking about really good books for children or for parents to read to or with their children. And fortunately, uh, the last number of years have provided a pretty good list of great resources. Some are brand new, some have been around for a little while, but there really is not a shortage of terrific books for parents to get into the hands of their children, books that help explain basic doctrinal issues, books that help them understand the whole storyline of Scripture. There's some really good stuff out there, Uh, accessible resources for catechism for young children. There's some great stuff. So, uh, Amy and Carl, uh, what have you seen recently? Uh, Some new stuff as well as some older stuff that you're loving right now for kids. Well, I think uh, one of the one of the things that that I've been looking at recently, and indeed made a giveaway in my church, I I've shamelessly stolen Mark Dever's idea of giving away free books <laughs> to the congregation, and my wife insisted that I make sure that every other book giveaway is a giveaway for children, to go. make sure we're getting good literature in the hands of children. Uh, is the biggest story how the snake crusher brings us back to the garden, which is written by Kevin DeYoung. 
and illustrated by a gentleman called Don Clark. Uh, the, the illustrations are Phenomenal. really very lavish, mm-hmm. uh, very, very, very arty, and I mean that in a positive sense, not a bad <laughs> sense. And the text is, is clear. There are plenty of gory bits to appreci- uh, uh, appeal to your typically psychotic uh, four- to five-year-old. Uh, but also it, it beautifully sets out the whole story of the Bible in a brief and coherent form. I don't give out books at church that I'm not very confident in myself. So I actually read this before I gave it out in church, and I was massively impressed at how much of the redemptive historical story of the Bible Kevin had managed to bring out for children. Now, there's always a sense in which young children don't think abstractly, don't think conceptually in the way that older people, people thinking theologically will do. What this book does, though, I think, is it lays out uh, nicely the plot. It gives them, if you like, a form of sound words for the plot of the storyline of the Bible, into which, over the years, hopefully children will be able to to insert the relevant detailed theological content. Yeah, yeah. Amy, I think you've got a copy as well. I did, and um, oh, let me. I want to interrupt Amy just for a moment because we all I'm a love man. interrupting Amy. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm, I'm a man, and better. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, what and, was I thinking, yeah. Todd? Well, Go ahead. She is the, men, the Bible the tells here. men to interrupt women. Uh, well, but actually, no, I was can just, I give a quick anecdote at this point? I, well, I was just going to say about the book <laughs> that Carl and Amy get their books for free. I still have to buy mine, and this is one I still had to buy. But yeah. anyway, I just well, I just I don't want Crossway to know for free. But it was a major reward to yeah. you know it's just those surprises you get in the mailbox where you're like woohoo. Well, the situation is actually much worse than you imagined, Todd. In that, a couple of weeks ago, I had lunch with the puppet master, and uh-huh. he told me that some publisher had offered to advertise the mortification of spin, with the sort of byline you know meet Amy Bird and quotes. The rest of the gang. <laughs> so you, you and I really have become, wow. I don't know, the second that's, and third degrees of the three degrees. I can't believe that the puppet master didn't uh, run with that. That's very uncomplimentarian. <laughs> very uncomplimentary, frankly. <laughs> so. Okay, so Amy, you like the biggest story by Kevin DeYoung as well. I understand that's that you got the three, which I had to pay for. Um, yeah. yeah, so um, DeYoung has a wonderful way of simplifying big theological points, I think. He does it really well without taking away um, important meaning. But he also has a lot of humor in this book, too, that I thought you said he has the gory parts in there that the kids would like. But um, like, And the artwork goes with the humor, even. Like, for instance, on page 103, he kind of summarizes uh, Christ's work when he was here after the incarnation and he talks about some things and he says the miracles were remarkable. The teaching was unlike anything anyone had ever heard the bumbling band of handpicked disciples. That was curious. And then you see this funny picture of the 12 disciples just kind of blankly looking <laughs> ahead. And so I really liked, I liked that part of it as well. And the artwork is just so captivating. I really like the work of Don Clark in this one little tiny theological quibble, I don't know if you'd call it, but the, the subtitle is How the Snake Crusher Brings Us Back to the Garden, and there's, it's really good, I like that, but at the same time, I just wish he would have pushed the point that um, the garden actually pointed to, to a new creation, a new heavens and a new earth that Christ earned for us, so we're not just going back, but yeah. that we have that city, temple, garden awesomeness to come that's even better. Spoken yeah. like a true disciple of Greg Beale there. Okay. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> we need to get uh, Greg to do a critical review of this book, <laughs> focusing in on the title, I think. <laughs> hey, one thing I would throw out there uh, for y you families that are looking for ways to, to have a, a family devotion, um, Nancy Guthrie has a terrific uh, book called uh, One Year of Dinner Table Devotions and Discussion Starters. Now, Nancy has done a great job of doing lots of one-year books that are all, everyone I've seen is worth having. But this was a great idea on her part. And they are, it's, it's as advertised. It's devotion starters, discussion starters, designed to just do at your table as you're eating. I think a lot of families struggle in some of this because – they don't take advantage of that dinner time and instead try to set up something else. And sometimes men feel like they're getting in over their head. Um, but this is a terrific little tool um, that I think uh, would be very helpful uh, for families, for moms, for dads. Again, it's called One Year of Dinner Table uh, Devotions and Discussion Starters by Nancy Guthrie. Well, I've got a uh, recommendation that um, hasn't received hardly any marketing. I think it came out in like 98 and I love this book, and I recommend it to so many people, and it's for, for older children. Mm -hmm. So I would say like eight and up. And even 16-year-olds, I think, would get a lot out of it mm -hmm. um, because it doesn't dumb down or over-cheese the issue. And it's Kevin Johnson and James White, What's With the Dudes at the Door? Huh. I love this book. It's stuff to know when the cults come knocking. Oh. And so he uh, defines what is a cult, or they, I should say. And in very simple language, they, they define that for you. And then they have um, a chapter on some of the major, each of the major cults today and what they believe and how that's different from what uh, Scripture tells us. Mm -hmm. So it really teaches discernment. And, and the part I like the best about it is it, it teaches you how to look for truth and how to identify counterfeit by knowing who, what does it say about God? What does it say about Christ? What does it say about man? What does it say about God's word? What does it say about the gospel? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I just think it's a great tool. And you do think that so many um, college campuses are just breeding grounds for these, mm -hmm. these cults to come after the single young impressionable students um, with their theology. So I thought this is, this is a great read for kids. It's good. I Is that the James that. White of Alpha and Omega Ministries? Mm -hmm. Excellent, huh. excellent. He's mm -hmm. a really good writer. Does it involve firearms at any point? Okay, Carl, your turn again. Yeah, I would uh, go for Star Mead. Yes. I think Star Mead's book, she's done uh, a number of books, uh, most Famously, I guess, perhaps, uh, she's done uh, one on the Heidelberg Catechism and one on the Westminster Shorter Catechism, Comforting Hearts, Teaching Minds, that's the Heidelberg Catechism one, uh, Training Hearts, Teaching Minds, that's the Westminster Shorter Catechism. She's also done uh, a book, God's Mighty Acts in Creation, mm -hmm. uh, Mighty Acts of God, a Family Story Bible, and uh, a book titled Grandpa's uh, box. I've not read this one, but retelling the biblical story of redemption. Every reason to believe, based on the other books I've read by her, that that would be a well-written and, and very mm -hmm. sound uh, book for helping teach children the overall picture She's uh, got a new of book redemption out too, in the Bible. Called Give Them oh. Truth. Yeah. Yes. And it's a great book. It's, um, you know, teaching parents why it's important to teach your kids theology and what it is that they need to know. Good. Good. Yeah, it's so really we, good. We, we love Star Mead. She's mm -hmm. got uh, consistently great stuff, and I concur. Um, let me throw in a pitch for um, 
a series of, of little books um, by, by Brandon Withrow and Mindy Withrow um, called History Lives. Uh, Can Chronicles. I stop you there, Todd? Yeah. They're being pulled by Christian Focus because Brandon's come out as a secular humanist. No. Oh shouting it all over the web, yeah. So You are kidding me. No. No, I'm afraid not. He's a former student of mine. But wow. he was one of the big pro ends guys and he's now completely I lost his no faith. Idea. So I mean I have no problem with the books. I think they're good books, but Christian Focus are pulling him. Wow. Because he's been so outspoken and aggressive as uh uh, as an atheist. Wow, more of the fruit of the ends. Uh, um, the foul uh, fruit of the ends debacle. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, mm. Wow, but, well, I've, I've, got, I've got another set okay. um, uh, that I can uh, uh, do that actually... When I'll my, check if, you know, make sure they're not serial killers or anything. Before yeah, you I, 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 so. Irene, um, how what? Uh, uh, yeah, this oh is out. My. This is out. What's that? Oh, dear. Oh, is that another bad thing? No, Har- Irene's perfectly okay. I'm okay. You. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know Irene. She's okay. a lovely ha- lady. <laughs> how do you pronounce her last name? Howard. Okay, because uh, my, my boys, when they were younger, both uh, read several of these and uh, actually ones that I successfully got them to read, so I was happy about it. Okay, so we'll, uh, we'll, um, uh, we'll, go, uh, we'll go here then with, with this set. So one set I like that when my boys were um, – were younger that I liked, uh, out of Christian focus from uh, Irene Howitt, um, Light Keepers for Boys. And it's a series of books. Um, uh, it's things like 10 Boys That Changed the World. And, oh, yeah. and I actually got both of my sons in, into those when they were a bit younger. They actually read uh, some of these and enjoyed them. And uh, so she takes uh, historical figures and biblical figures, uh, Christians, and gives... Uh, you know, sketches of their lives and lessons to learn from their lives. And again, my sons who, who weren't big readers actually started reading those and, and enjoyed them a lot. And so that's the Light Keepers uh, series uh, from I, Irene um, Howat, H-O-W-A-T. And those were terrific. Can I say as well, Irene is a, a lovely lady. She's married to a Free Church of Scotland minister, and she has suffered terribly over the years with various physical illnesses. Hmm. And Irene is just a shining uh, light of care and grace. When my boys were small, she edited the Free Church of Scotland children's magazine. Hmm. And she actually called our house to find out that she'd got our boys' birthdays correct because all of the children in church (laughs) would have their birthdays listed in the month of their birthday. So Irene is a a real choice saint. She's a, a, a beautiful, godly woman. And, and let me add, she has light keepers for girls as well. And same mm-hmm. type of thing, you know, ten mm-hmm. girls who changed the world, ten girls who who made history, etc. Who would? Um, why would so. you be interested in reading stuff like that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, for the for the little ladies, girls can change occupied. history. Yoko over there, she enjoys those. I'm sure. <laughs> All right, tiny dancer. Ow. <laughs> Enough out of you, Elton. Back to you, Yoko. Um, any any other recommendations? Yes, if we're talking about series, I love Simonetta Carr's uh, yes. Christian biographies for young readers. I know you guys have talked about that before on the show, and, and greatly illustrated, also. Yes, they are, and and I I love the history and how she presents it, but also like so she's done some major people like Calvin and and Luther and John Knox, but she also has done Lady Jane Grey, who a lot of people don't know about, and then another quote-unquote, ordinary Christian, Marie Durand. So that's, I think, her most recent one, actually, which I've reviewed, and it's really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a very fine writer, and the illustrations are quite superb. I think for mm-hmm. getting children into church history, 
mm-hmm. young children's church history, Simonette is probably the, the way to go. And they're beautiful books. They're hardbound. They're, they're terrific. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They are. And of course, we had Linda Finlayson. Yes. yes, I have her book here too. Relatively recently, and she mm-hmm. has done a lot of uh, books for children. She's written longer biographies, for example, of Mary of Orange, but also done books like Irene Howard that contain short chapters dealing with particular individuals, uh, right. wielding the sword. I think right. we mentioned that one because somebody on Amazon had criticized it for promoting violence <laughs> by having the word sword in the title. Uh, so Linda Finlayson is a very, very good uh, children's author as well. I mean, it's a great time, I think, to be a parent relative to uh, children's Christian literature. Uh, I have one more to throw in there. Yeah. Um, Sally Michael. Yeah. She's got a couple good ones. I have her book on God's promises and her book on God's word. Yeah. And they are also written for children to learn about these topics and um, have really good kind of follow-up reading in scripture and application and even suggested activities if you really want to be the, you know, super-duper creative Pinterest mom even. (laughs) Right, exactly. And if you haven't, if you haven't, if you've got young kids, uh, introduce them early on to uh, to Pilgrim's Progress. Use the... Um, the the abridged version, uh, the illustrated version, Dangerous Journey. I like it because they keep the language intact. They they abridge it because it is a, a particularly for kids. It's kind of a long book these days. But uh, begin them uh, with that, and uh, and I think you'll be happy you did. Yeah. Carl, any other recommendations before we wrap up? Not particularly. I would just say that as, as parents, you know, one has to be ambitious but not overly ambitious. There are yeah. limits to what <laughs> young children can take in. The key thing, I think, with, with getting children to read these books or reading to them is, is to get them interested and to start to fill their heads with, with good and wholesome ideas and stories and, and pray that the Lord will use that in their, you know, as they grow up to to build a real solid basis of, of Christian faith and understanding of the church and the history of the church mm-hmm. uh, in their young minds. Yeah, indeed. Well, thanks for uh, spending some time with us and letting us talk about books. We like to do that, and we, uh, we love the fact that there are a lot of terrific resources for you as parents and uh, for your children. We hope you'll take advantage of those. Until we talk next time, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Mortification of Spin, Bully Pulpit, a podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. The Alliance is a coalition of pastors, scholars, and churchmen who hold the historical creeds and confessions of the Reformed faith and who proclaim biblical doctrine in order to foster a Reformed awakening in today's church. Make sure to visit our website, mortificationofspin.org, to enter for your chance to win Dangerous Journey, A Vision for the Christian Life, an MP3 set by Derek Thomas. Next episode, the gang sits down with a guest to talk about life and ministry on the mission field, in the church, and in the seminary. Probably the the thing which has, has been closest to Dave's heart ecclesiastically over the last couple of years uh, as a missionary, uh, as a PCA minister, and as a systematic theologian has been the, the insider movement. What would you say is kind of the core uh, hermeneutical flaw, if you like, that operates within this group of movements? What about for women? Like, What percentage of women do you find go to Westminster, and, and what can women expect to benefit from going to seminary? Yeah. 
Hear the answer to that and much more next time on Mortification of Spin. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to visit mortificationofspin.org to enter to win Dangerous Journey. We'll talk to you next week. On an outtake issue, I've got to tell you, one of my elders emailed me recently, and he used the word jackwagon in the email, which I'd never heard of. So I looked it up on the internet, and of course, he's my accountability partner on Covenant Eyes. This word, it kind of, it sent all kinds of alarm bells on, <laughs> on his computer that I was accessing highly mature sites. <laughs> 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 Uh, that's pretty good. So, uh, I, I don't think I've heard that word. Yeah, my boys haven't called me that. So, <laughs> well, he just thought it meant idiot, but it has a more technical meaning out there. In the <laughs> so, I would recommend you, you know, search for it on somebody else's computer. <laughs> I'll ask my boys if they've heard that phrase. <laughs>